Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. Good evening. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danker together with Ziaul Raushan. Today, we're talking about records, records, records. Yeah, records being broken Ooh. overnight. I mean, it was always bound to happen. We're just waiting on when, 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 and eventually the penny has dropped. Yes, it was all down to this moment, which happened earlier this morning. Grealish. Haaland makes the run. Haaland. Record breaker. 35 Premier League goals in a season. No one's ever done that before. And City have their second. And it's a landmark goal. What an incredible season. And there's still plenty more games for him to get more. This is insane. Although, you know, was it inevitable that it would happen within this season? I think it was. I think <laughs> I think I think it was inevitable because of the way this guy started, right? I mean, I recall at the start of the season he had like two, three hat tricks in a row. Yeah, that's true. It almost felt like a cheat code. And I'm at this point, if Pep Guardiola is listening, I'm gonna call him out because when okay. Aguero retired, he went on air crying, saying we'll never be able to replace him, we'll never be able to replace him. They're gonna find this guy, Harlan, who's taken like a duck to water, honestly. It's just there's no settling in period. Look, there's been signings in the Premier League mm. amongst other clubs Mm-mm. who all Always are given the benefit of the first season to settle in. You know, yeah. let the guy find his feet. Yeah. This guy is the perfect antidote to what the City team needed. And again, you talk about these numbers. How long have these records stood for? Close to 30 years we're talking about. Yeah. He, he makes it look like child's play. So I want to I want to get into a debate with you. But first, uh, to clarify, Pep Guardiola crying and all that. Uh, you got to remember, he learned acting from Julia Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. But... So, with this record being broken, for most number of Premier League goals scored in a season, 35 as it stands, with games to spare from Erling Haaland, uh, the previous record held by Alan Shearer and, and Andy Cole. But Andy Cole, Alan Shearer, Erling Haaland, who is the better record breaker? I think <laughs> without 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 giving too much to recency bias, it has to be Haaland purely because Scherer and Andy Cole did it on 42-game seasons, right? Okay. They had a, okay. a longer period to establish these records. I think Scherer played 42 out of the 42 games mm. in that season. He mm-hmm. broke the record. Andy Cole played 40 out of the 42 games. Haaland has done it in 34 games. He scored okay. 35 goals in 34 games. And this is just in the Premier League. Across all competitions, the boy has 51 goals. Mm. So, I think obviously you want to talk about trophy achievements Andy Cole overall longevity goal scored Alan Shearer but in terms of a bona fide goal scorer in this day and age this game if I were Harry Kane if I were Alan Shearer I'd be worried because this guy yes Erling Haaland has broken the record for this season Mm. but he's on course to smash all the records for all time because this year yes he's done it we mentioned in 34 games right think about the times Guardiola has taken him off after the hour mark because mm. the boy's done already his job, scored a hat-trick. Even mm. Guardiola said that. Mm. He could have scored more if I left him on the pitch, but equally he could have got injured as well. So, to answer your question, for me, it has to be Erling Haaland. Really? Okay, so you, you're placing Erling Haaland at the top. Uh, who would be second and third? Uh, for me, I personally have a soft spot for Andy Cole, purely Andy Cole, because okay. of the Manchester United link, but 
I think Alan Shearer is the more bona fide goal scorer. You know right. why? I think it takes a special player yeah. to to start with, reject Man United, yeah. but still go on to get those numbers that he did for, with all due respect, lesser clubs. I, I'd go with Alan Shearer on the top, uh, Andy Cole second, and I put Erling Haaland third as far as those record breakers are concerned. And, and, and hear me out here, because you look at Andy Cole, the reason he's second is because he was playing with, with such a great Manchester United side. There were people who were going to supply him the goals, provide the chances. It's the same with Erling Haaland. It's cheat code. You've got a finisher up top, but everyone around him just just able to gel and play so well, right? Alan Shearer, on the other hand, had to do a lot of it by himself. And we, and we saw without Shearer, you know, the goals were nowhere to be found. So in that you know scenario, based on that reason, I put Alan Shearer as uh, top among the three. I, I can understand that, but just to fight Erling Haaland's case a bit, not that he needs any help because he's scoring the goals and fighting the fight himself. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Erling Haaland, everywhere he's been, he's been catching the eye with his numbers. Yeah. At Dortmund, he had such an impressive record. Prior to that, at RB Sal- Salzburg, I want to yes. say. Impressive record. Yes. Even at Molde, where he made his uh, yeah. debut under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, yeah. he already was getting records. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think when he was 15 years old, he scored nine goals in one game. Yeah, I mean, is, we talk about cheat code, right? Yeah. He's yeah. built like a machine. Yeah. And he, he acts like it. And yeah. I think a couple of years ago, you thought City were already at their peak. How could they get better? I'm talking about the Aguero yeah. uh, in his biggest pomp, Kevin De Bruyne yeah. playing good football, as he's still doing. I thought, how can this City team get better? Look at them now. Look at them now. I, I, I totally agree with you. And we, and we had this conversation uh, um, early on at the start, right, as to, you know, is this the missing piece of the puzzle uh, for Manchester City to win the Champions League? But now we're, we're saying, you know, is this the missing piece of the puzzle for Manchester City to win the treble? Yeah, that's painful to try and even comprehend that Manchester City are on course for a treble. But taking my United hat off for this conversation, <laughs> I think it couldn't happen to a better football playing side. Look, Real Madrid are the biggest stumbling block as it stands yeah, in the UEFA yeah. Champions League semi-finals, but Real Madrid have problems of their own. And the City team, we talk about about Haaland, obviously today's conversation is dominated by Haaland, but you talk about the supporting cast that comes in, Kevin De Bruyne, Jack mm. Grealish, Riyad mm. Mahrez, Bernardo Silva, the list goes on. So they're really just stacked from front to back. Yes, obviously people will argue that they have uh, endless amounts of money to spend, therefore they've built this team. Mm. But I think you cannot do disservice to Manchester City like that by yeah. just hitting them with the stick that they have too much money. I think it still requires careful coaching and Guardiola has done that and he's managed Haaland so well in terms of minutes, in terms of allowing him to gel into the system. At the start of the season, before the World Cup, in the first half of the season, we were arguing whether Haaland actually makes this team better. Yeah. He's managed to tweak his tactics and Haaland, yes, we're talking about goals, but he's also setting up goals yeah, for Kevin De Bruyne yeah. against Arsenal. Yeah. He was involved in two of the goals. So, there's tactical flexibility, there's humility with Haaland and there's that hunger to learn and it's just the Premier League we're talking about, this record he's broken, but even in the Champions League, I feel the likes of Ronaldo and Messi need to be very worried. Oh, that is so true and very well put as well. I mean, do Manchester City not get enough credit just because money was thrown at the problem? I mean, when I look at it, I, I I knew a lot of people were in trouble because the moment um, 
Manchester City was taken over, uh, Sheikh Mansour, if, I, if, I'm, if I've got that name correct, there was a complete rebranding of the team. It was it, it started to look classy. You know, the website changed, the training ground changed, little things like that. You look at the shirt sponsors and whatnot. They looked like a classy team. And here we are all these years later, right? And people still don't give them enough credit. They still say, oh, Manchester City, what history do you have? I don't think that's very fair. I don't think it's fair either because you talk about this history argument. It has to start from somewhere, right? It doesn't matter if it starts in 1968 or if it starts in 2020. History has to start somewhere. You start building the trophy cabinet somewhere. And let's be fair, they want a bunch of trophies to build on that history. So, you know, we, let's talk about history, right? Uh, a friend of mine, a Manchester City friend of mine, uh, his name is Husnul, lives in Singapore, sent me this clip which, which I've extracted a little bit off TikTok where this Manchester City fan, lifelong English Manchester City fan, makes a case to argue about Manchester City's history. And say, you know what, yeah, we did get bought by a guy, but what a guy. But if you'd have bought anybody else in the world, everybody else wants it. People look at our club now and they call us, but they're dying for it. I've been on a journey from Division 2, Barnsley, all the way up to the Bernabeu. I wouldn't swap my football journey for anybody's. Nobody's. Treble 99, you can keep that. I've had my Aguero moments, 6-1 at Old Trafford. You know what I mean? Been Division 2, relegated, crying on the pitch. I've had all that. But that's my memory, my football memory with this team. So this team's ingrained in Manchester. So people that say, you've got no history, you've got no this, you can throw money at it, you can't. Because Man City is a club, you just don't get it. When they sit here like me, with my fans, my supporters, you have to understand we've been in the mud. Not seventh in the Premier League, not eighth in the Premier League, in the mud. Uh-huh. Division 2, in the mud. Yeah, that's what stood out for me from Barnsley to Bernabeu, right? That's yeah. the journey and that's the history. And you Your can understand... main road stadium. Uh, exactly. Wow. And to that point about money... We've seen different clubs come in with cash owners. They mm. haven't gone on to achieve the success of City. And yeah. that's why I think, yes, having money is half the equation. Yeah. Spending it wisely, spending it rightfully. And like you say, they haven't just spent on playing personnel. They've spent on training facilities. They've spent on rebranding. Look, there are a couple of Manchester United players who have put their kids into Manchester City schools. Yeah. So that tells you, or yeah. academies rather. So that tells you that there is the problem that it's becoming not just, they're not just the noisy neighbours anymore. They're actually the more attractive neighbour at this point. No, it's so important, right? It's uh, nice to own like a shiny new toy, but it's that structure that the owner needs to help bring. I mean, the only other owner who I we can say through money at the problem and achieve the fair amount of success is Roman Abramovich, who used to own Chelsea. They've got a new owner now in Todd Bowley, and look what's happened. He's thrown even more money at the problem in terms of ratio within a season, right? So it is that structure, it is, it is that foundation that needs to be built, and you have to start somewhere. And I don't think it's just about throwing money and buying new players. It's about keeping the players on their toes That's as well. True. Plenty have argued that Chelsea at this point, for all the money have, they have spent, have no motivation, yeah. have no direction. Yeah. Whereas you look at Manchester City, Raheem Sterling, who was arguably a very, very good player for Manchester City, Guardiola had no qualms in letting him go yeah. because motivation levels might have been a problem. He yeah. saw that he needs to refresh the squad and he came in and he did well with the like, so with the replacements to re kindle the the yeah. desire in that squad and I think that deserves massive massive credit and just to hear that fan speak I and you can sit all the way in Singapore yeah. and claim that when we watch these games on television the Itihad is uh, funnily enough known as the empty hard because their stadiums are not sold out and all that but you talk about a true club a Manchester club they are yeah. essentially the Manchester club because 
I'm a Manchester United fan, but we know Manchester United's appeal is global. Yeah. They have a bigger brand they sell. They line themselves with the Premier League rebranding and they came a long way since then. But that then. took decades. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I, I feel maybe in 10, 15 years, if you're still doing Sports Minutes, we would discuss this City legacy and there would be more history to fall back on because he brings it up. The Aguero yeah. moment is etched in Premier League history, football history all yeah. the way. Yeah. So, again, I go back to the argument. History has to be built from somewhere. We can't keep saying, oh, you don't have your 1960s, 1970s history because 20, 30 years from now, we'll be talking about the early 2000s when the city dominance began. Yeah, and you know, it's the same way when you look at people at work, perhaps someone who has received a promotion, is put in a particular position and you're going, ah, yeah, you just had, you had favour as, as people like to say. But have you ever thought, you know, in terms of history, in terms of working there, how much has this person stayed in the trenches, you know, slugged it out to really get to where they are today? So don't go around saying, you know, the same thing at work or even a Manchester City fan or even a Leeds United fan for that matter. I think to add on to that, right, we, we often might begrudge someone for those favours yeah. in the sense football money or in a promotion or something sure. like that. But I think there also is an added level of pressure mm. on that person or on that entity to deliver exactly. because suddenly there's expectation. Suddenly eyes are watching you and suddenly you need to deliver on the promise otherwise you are quick to be labelled a failure especially in the football world people are very quick to label you as a failure if you don't deliver immediate success City have immediate, immediately delivered success and continued to build on it To listen to more great interviews download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app that's A-W-E-D-I-O available on Google Play or the App Store